was your start to your spooky season? Seen anything spooky yet? Has it been? Did you see the the spooky tanuki? Uh, yeah, of course I saw the spooky tanuki. Come on, every October first, spooky tanuki yep. shows right up. Spooky tanuki, and first thing you see, the leaves tan- start changing. Spooky tanuki. Man, you're just like, uh oh, I'm in it now. I'm in the spooky tanuki vortex. Yeah, because it's the Spooky Tanuki's month. Spooky Tanuki owns this month. He also has humongous balls. (laughs) Yes, he does. (laughs) You you always know Spooky Tanuki's around when you hear the giant clang clang of his nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah. You hear those coming before you hear him coming. It's kind of like thunder and lightning, you know what I mean? You you hear the balls (laughs) slapping together first. Before you see the Spooky Tanuki, of course. Yeah, that's how you know the Spooky Tanuki is on the way. If you count the many times they cling together, that's how close Spooky Tanuki is to you. <laughs> that's how you know. One, one thousand. A clang, clang. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, um, Spooky Tanuki's here. <laughs> oh, no. Spooky Tanuki. Hey, Pop scares you. You just never know what you might see right here. Every single day is Halloween. Freddy or Jason might pop out. Hit you with the cheek, cheek, cheek. And if you fall asleep, then he got you. The madness. Welcome to Pop Saga. This is uh, Pop Scares You. Pop, 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 pop scares you. The horror and the terror. Beware, I'm trying to tell you. This is Pop Scares You. Let's go. That's right. Hello, friends, and welcome to Pop Scares Ya. Boo! Sorry for the jump scare. I couldn't resist, as it is the beginning of the best fall holiday season of them all. You heard me, Thanksgiving. Go kick rocks. It's spooky month. We're kicking off another season of our Halloween-themed shows by freezing our brains and then traveling 400 years in the future by going 20 years in the past. Because today we're talking about Jason X, the 2001's attempt at taking Friday the 13th into the future. I am Forrest, and I am joined as always by John. John, have you heard that in space, nobody can hear you rip off the movie Aliens? And that's a fact. That is a fact. Okay. (laughs) All right. What do we got here? Who am I talking to? What do you mean? Uh... Who is this character who has shown up? Uh, is John. this is this Johnson X? No, I mean, dude doesn't talk. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I mean, because it sounds like you're kind of a robot, oh, and really? I'm just and yeah. Uh, did you like sprain your ankle and then a bunch of nanobots rebuilt your body <laughs> into some well, sort of Terminator nice monster? To be honest. Well, let me see what's going on. Let's, let's crack. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, there I mean, we go. There we go. Okay, good. I'm glad that yeah. the maybe the the nanobots just hadn't finished, uh, and you had you still had a little ways to go. Little ways to go. Yeah, they were just working on your old voice box. But yeah, you know what? That's fun. That's the that's the most robotic and sort of realistic sounding thing I've heard in this episode or the movie <laughs> that yeah. we watched. Yeah. Well, I mean, the movie that we watched was in. Sort of oldie and sort yeah. of something. <laughs> Certainly, yeah. I mean, it yeah. is uh, it is uh, quite literally two decades old, old by this point. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, it hasn't aged a day. 
No, I mean, it It really does feel like it is from 2001. Oh, it is, uh, as you would say, it is decadently 2001. <laughs> yes, yes, it's, uh, you know, that was a very tumultuous year. Um, it, well, <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, this this is, uh, oddly enough, cryogenically frozen to be preserved in the height of what $13 million could get you uh in canada for a sci-fi movie masquerading as a horror movie (laughs) man uh this movie was created basically because freddy versus jason was stuck in development hell this is the only reason this movie was ever created and the the pitch was basically like what if we put jason into space because this thing's getting stale we need something to do with this jason and of course we all know the way that you revitalize the character is you send them into space ernest did it the leprechaun did it everyone's going to space and 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 just you know revitalizing their image and really capturing that new audience exactly like once you once you go past the like more supernatural, you know, like Jason, uh, came before he was just a dude living in a lake, then became a zombie at some point, like super zombie, and then he fought people with psychic powers. Then he took some vacation in New York, and then all of a sudden he went to hell. Yeah, the next place logically to go is the future, right? And yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, man, he, uh, they really went a really far into the future, too. I did yeah. not remember that part. <laughs> I thought they, I didn't realize how far into the future they went, but boy, did they go into the future. Well, they had to make sure there was no sort of continuity issues with Freddy versus Jason. So they sure. wanted to make sure that he was just that far in the future. I mean, even when the film took place, what, it was 2008 was when the film was supposed to originally start? I think it was 2010, or at least yeah. for, according to this trivia page that's, here. That's right, 2010, because 2008 is when they finally captured him and then yeah. repeatedly tried to kill him. <laughs> right. and then dis- All the different kinds of, uh, of, of execution you can think of. Yeah, they just didn't want to shoot them into space, I guess. You no know, one's like thinking of just blowing him up. Well, I thought they said they blew him up. Did they? Is that of. one of the things? Because, I mean, I feel like if that's the case, you got him. Well, I mean, they blew him up in Jason Goes to Hell. And All someone right, looked yeah. at his giant beef heart and was like, mm, yummy, I gotta yummy. Eat that for some reason. I gotta <laughs> eat that heart. It's gonna be so good. And then, like, they became Jason, but you didn't even really get Jason. You only got Jason in that whole movie for like 13 minutes. I think total yeah. between the the bookends of him showing up in the first act a little bit in the third act. But yeah, so like, I think probably they blew him up. Maybe that was the 2008 thing. Then he goes to hell for some reason. Who knows? And then all of a sudden they tried hanging him for some reason. And I'm uh-huh. like, really? This dude li- has lived in the water for like years, years. You think you think just like hooking him up that way is gonna take him out? Nah, nah, nah. 
No. I mean, this movie proves that all the times you think you kill Jason, no matter how elaborate, no matter how seemingly effective, he's gonna come back, because that's what Jason does. But before we get too far... Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna go off on the fact that, like, Crystal Lake was able to, like, bank on that by getting a whole research facility. Oh, yeah, Um, no, they... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is just briefly uh, covered in this movie, but uh, before we dive into it, John, yeah, yeah. do you have any spooky cocktails to tell us about tonight? I do. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Watch me stall while I turn the music on. Okay. <laughs> All right, John, why don't you tell us what you're enjoying tonight? I can uh, hear the fizz already. Yeah, I'm I'm drinking a beer from ah. the Bellhaven Brewery. Oh, Bellhaven! It is a Scottish ale oh. that has been uh, imported from Scotland, which I am a lord of. Oh. Um, so I thought this was yuki. I thought it'd be befitting to uh, drink it. So here we go. I just opened the can. So, you okay. know, very fancy. Yes, uh, it's the first time. It smells like booze. Okay. I just drank it. All right. Okay, like, that's... I feel like I can hear your eyes watering through <laughs> the, the headphones. Yeah, a little bit. Mm. Oh. Oh. Oh, it tastes like a bog that's haunted by ghosts. If bogs aren't spooky enough on their own for you. Yeah, yeah. It tastes like a ghost canvas. Um, okay. Yeah, like I could taste caramel notes, but it also kind of has that smell of like a real old bar that you've gone into that just can't get rid of the alcohol smell no matter how hard they try. Sure. And it's like just like everywhere. Well, this tastes like that smells. Okay. Okay, yeah, gross. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Don't drink it. It's a Okay. Yeah, What's don't it called drink again? It. Bell Haven Brewery Scottish Ale. Rich, nutty, smooth, my ass. Um, that is what it says on the can. Established in seventeen nineteen when the Bell Haven Brewery was haunted by this uh, recipe. Okay. <laughs> and now your burps will forever be haunted by this scotch ale. Yeah. Well, uh, t- I have made a custom cocktail, brand new recipe for you folks out there who love to follow along with uh, Pop Sagas, in this case, Pop Scarcias, fun cocktails. Uh, I call this one uh, the... Pine, wait, what did I call it? The you tell oh, me? Pine Loma. The Pine Loma. That's right. It is two ounces of tequila, a dash of sweet and sour mix. You put a little lime in there, and then you top it off with pineapple soda. That's right, pineapple flavored soda. You can get it at Trader Joe's. It's quite good. It contains real juice. It tastes like pineapple. You take all that. You mix it together with a cocktail mixer. That's right, it's not shaken. Oh, I'm okay. saying uh, stirred, not shaken. The opposite of James Bond. And uh, you can have a salted ring if you want. Uh, if you want, and you squeeze a little lime in there to top it off, and you got yourself the Pine Loma. 
Pine Loma. Use uh, gold tequila. Not that white tequila. Don't do it. Or silver, I should say. So, uh, Resposado? Yes. Not right. the, uh, whatever the darkest one is called. <laughs> I forget. Yeah, not Resposado. No, dark, Resposado is the middle one. I don't know, man. I broke up with tequila. Anho? 2003. Anho. Sure. Do, what you call me? Anho. You just call me <laughs> Uh, moving sure. on. The, the, That's the, right. The, the the weakest of the tequilas. Uh, no, right? no. The silver is the weakest. I don't know. Like I said, I broke up in 2003, and I don't regret it. Re, uh, reposado. Yes. Tequila reposado. That's what oh. I just said. See. Si. Jeep. Yeah. All right. Anyway, is it any good? See, oh, it tastes fantastic. I've oh, made this good. several nights in a row, uh, row now. Uh, ever since I discovered both the pineapple soda at Trader Joe's and Trader Joe's delightful Trader Joe's branded uh, Reposado tequila. So, so is it the sparkling pineapple uh, you know drink? It. Yeah, that, that is that is pretty. That is pretty. It's good. damn good, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. My goodness, does it go really good with tequila? <laughs> yeah, I put is. a little bit of sweet and sour in there for a little extra tang, and the lime adds a bit of fresh freshness. And I put a little salt around the rim myself, just because I love that the the juxtaposition in those flavors. Well, there you go. Sounds good. Sounds definitely not spooky, but no. sounds good. No, see, I you know, I had a. I had a thought mm-hmm. while I was there because I saw that they have a new product or new to me, not one I had seen before, but it was a pumpkin spice cream nope. liqueur. And I thought, man, mixing that with a little bit of, uh, of bourbon might make a heck of a cocktail, but I just didn't want to do that to myself because <laughs> yeah, that is no. just cream liqueur. And pumpkin spice is one of those things that seems like a great idea at the start, maybe. And then two, three sips in, you're like, why? Why? And I don't want to be alive. And where is Jason? I mean, that'd probably be like the uh, one time, one way to take out Jason would just be with pumpkin spice anything. Yeah, pumpkin spice and tequila, Jason is laid waste to. I don't see him yeah. getting back up from that one. Nah, he's, he's, he, he's going to go back into the lake. He's going to swim all the way down and bury himself in a little hole and just die. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with pumpkin spice, for sure, for sure. Yeah, can you imagine pumpkin spice te- plus tequila uh, hangover? My God. But, you know, one thing I do want to do is I do want to make a horchata-based cocktail. I know there is plenty out there, but I would like to do that as my, my next thing. Also not terribly spooky but maybe this one will look like a ghost all right fair enough i mean if we're okay for the next episode i will i will make a spooky cocktail not just drink something that tastes like it was haunted um uh, that being said more you drink it the drunker you get the less it tastes bad the more spirits you'll see (laughs) yeah never mind i take that back yeah so bad. Why did I do that? <laughs> uh, interesting, interesting, interesting. I'm looking at all sorts of horchata-based stuff. I think I've got an idea. 
That's right. Okay, next time I'm going to make a ghost-themed cocktail. It will have horchata into it. Stay tuned. I said it'll have horchata into it. I mean, maybe the horchata will be into it. I don't know. I have to ask it first. But it will also have horchata in it. Okay. 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 I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Looking Excellent. forward to it. But today we just have the the Pine Loma. Okay, that's not a good name. Let's think of something else. Okay, it's kind of a. It's it's clear. It's kind of a yellow co- uh, color. It's got a. It's got a. Uh, a lime floating in there that's kind of green. I got it. Green Frankenstein's Loma? piss. <laughs> All right, you drinking Frankenstein's piss? All right, fair enough. I have to say, uh, sign me up for more Frankenstein's pee, because I love to drink it right now. Hey, just for those that have not watched it yet. I haven't, I haven't either. By the way, though, 55 on Metacritic. Hey, not bad. That's more than a lot better than <laughs> A lot better than I thought it was going to be. Some so one reviewer said that it that it has like like side achingly funny jokes in it. So now, oh here I learned two things about the monsters movie before we get, it's, it's still spooky. It still counts. I feel like it still it counts. Number one, I learned that Rob Zombie made it look so garish and Technicolor because the studio wouldn't let him shoot it in black and white, and so he's like, okay, well I'm just gonna go like all the way in the other direction. So I'm more on board because of that. And mm-hmm. then second thing I already mentioned people, what at least the, the reviewer at rogerebert.com said that it was just like mind shatteringly funny. <laughs> he was the hyperbole was on full display, but uh, I was not expecting that. Well, yeah, because I think what people expect to be mind-shattering is different. Um, True, yeah. Yeah, so what I will do is I will do a laugh count. Okay. (laughs) So I will watch it with the intent to find funny things funny. And I will tell you how many times I side-shatteringly laugh. Okay, sorry. I just looked it up because I want to quote this person accurately. Uh, they said, at times, screamingly funny movie. Screamingly, John. So I want, I, I definitely want a report of how many times you scream laughed at the Munsters movie. Done. 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 <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Oh my God. Did you see what Herman did? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready. I can't I'm, wait. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm for it. I'm I'm for laughter. I'm not one against it. And if the monsters can bring it to me, then I I will report here. Like I said, you I'm heard gonna... it. You heard it here for uh, first, folks. He's gonna do that. Yeah. He's yeah. he's gonna give it. A, he's gonna give it a fair shot. Mm-hmm. So tune back mm-hmm. in. You'll mm-hmm. you'll see just your take. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good luck, Godspeed. I wish you the best. I won't. <laughs> Be watching it. Yeah, I don't enough. know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I got other stuff to watch. This is the interview with a vampire season one is supposedly very good. Now I'm intrigued. 
Excellent. See, it's all spooky stuff. We're staying yeah. on topic. I'm so proud yeah. of us. Everything's scary. Scary drinks, sort of. Scary movies Frank like the monsters. Frankenstein pee. Don't forget that's what it is called when you make it. Don't try to change the name. Just accept it. <laughs> Jason X 2001 put out by New Line Studios. And I'll, I'll tell you, you know, for me, New Line Studios is the, the pre-movie logo I miss seeing the most. Really? It's not Orion? Orion's up there, but I love that New Line Cinema logo. There was, like, the, the time when it was in vogue and the kind of movies I was watching and, like, the age I was just line up perfectly. And they just, that is just that total, uh, that total, you know, uh, copium. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> you knew you, I mean, you knew you were in for some sort of, like, uh, spooky or horror treat usually when you saw a New Line Cinema's logo. Or Mortal Kombat. Or Mortal Kombat, still the greatest uh, comic, or or Mortal Kombat, still the greatest video game movie ever made. Now you're talking. (laughs) You know what, speaking of, I know we were just about to get into Jason, but uh, speaking of another derivative, terribly made space movie that's supposed to be scary, Mm. I tried watching a little bit of this recent doom movie that came out what not and the it one was, with the rock no they made another one that no. said that that totally discounted the the uh the events of the carl urban uh dwayne the rock johnson vehicle okay uh and instead made one with people you've never heard of <laughs> and if mm-hmm. this movie is any indication might never hear from again uh it was the worst it was the worst movie i've seen i did not finish it i've i got 30 minutes in and nothing had happened literally (laughs) it was just a bunch of them walking around hallways in like just modern day tactical gear oh you know much like tonight's subject it also wanted to be aliens so bad yeah, but but let me ask you, did it feel like the people in that movie understood the movie they were in? Because to this, to Jason X's credit, the cast felt like they knew what exactly movie they were in. True. Nobody is like, uh, nobody is, is uh, like, nobody in Doom acts to the Raptors like they do in Jason X. Everyone is just deadly serious. Everyone is is playing it like it is a just like a straight laced sort of realistic examining of what happened to Dude or Doom, and it's just like the main character is this very depressed woman who is clearly sort of modeled after like Sarah Connor and uh, Ellen Ripley, and they keep mentioning like this thing that she did. But like, and everyone hates her, but they never establish any reason why. So it's just like a bunch of like forced uh, situations, like you might find in those inspirational those movies of which it takes heavy inspiration. But it was just just its biggest sin was boring because if it cheesy bad, I don't care. But it, like you know, show me the CGI demons. Yeah, I mean, I that's I mean it's Doom. Like if I remember correctly, there's not really much of a plot. 
no matter what iteration they come out with, it's just like you're fighting hell demons originally kind of in space and then or some hell plane. I couldn't even tell you exactly where you were in the very first Doom. You were on Can, Mars. Yeah, that's you're what I on, thought you you're were on Mars on and then and then the, the you open a portal uh-huh, or the company like that you, you you works for opens a portal and then all the demons of hell spill out and then you have to kill all of them. And then eventually you go to hell and like kill the archdemon, ha! <laughs> Cause you're the doomslayer. But like, the, this movie was just like, <laughs> I just have to talk about it a little, I guess. But uh, it starts off with a like a kind of a scientist who is like he's on Mars and he's teleporting like a volunteer to Earth through this like obvious like. It was like this rock altar with all these glowing evil red symbols on it. He's like, "Yeah, hey, it's a teleporter. It'll work great." Mm-hmm. The guy comes out the other end with with black ooze running out of his eyes. He's got completely like gray green skin and long fingernails, and he's like, Bruh! "He's obviously a monster." Mm-hmm. And so the scientists, because they're like, "Oh, we got to shut this down." The scientists like, "No way! I'll be the next test subject." <laughs> For no reason. And then he's like, because they don't establish how important it is or anything. And so he goes into there. And that's what all hell breaks loose. But it's, uh, anyway, don't watch it. It's very bad. But uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. As You might be forgiven if you thought maybe we were, based on my rant that I just went through. But uh, no, we're, we're talking about Jason X from 2001. John, when was the first time, do you remember seeing this movie for the first time? Yeah, in theaters. In th- Whoa, you saw it in theaters. Wowza. Yeah, I was kind of mad because I heard it came out like in Spain months uh, <laughs> or even like a year before or something like that. I just remember hearing it. it went international before it came out this way. But yeah, Jason, like for me, Jason, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, they're like the, they're the, uh, Horror movie trinity for me. Um, so usually if they're going to have one of them, they're going to have a movie in the theaters, I got to see it in the theaters. And Jason was, you know, no different. After watching that disastrous Jason Goes to Hell, I was like, well, if you're going to send Jason to space, I better I better go investigate and better make sure. You thought to yourself, how bad could it get? I mean, this is the second Friday the 13th movie without the Friday the 13th moniker after Jason goes to hell. So I was just like, oh, I don't know if we're we're in for a treat, even though, you know, kind of makes sense. And I was, I know I was kind of pissed off because I was like, did they just turn him into a robot? Because even like the trailers that you would see for it, I pretty much gave the whole damn movie away. Before I saw it, so it was oh, just yeah. one of those. So things. many twists and turns. You gotta, you don't want to see those. You don't wanna, see, <laughs> this is exactly what started me down the route of not spoiling <laughs> things for myself. I don't know. To me, that was a draw. I was like, I didn't ever had a real big connection to Jason. I wasn't allowed to watch these movies growing up, so I think this was like the second Jason movie I had ever seen. I had seen the first one, and then this one. I, think. Oh, I mean, that's quite a jump. but i saw that (laughs) (laughs) i saw that metal mask and i was like whoa wait a minute what's this this is like we're just getting out of the 90s it's the extreme era 
What's this cool mask that's all sculpted? All sculpted, and he's got he's got muscles, and he's got red eyes. Yeah, he's got big old, and his 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 popped juicy eye has grown back, and it's red, and it's staring oh, yeah. in your soul. Yeah, I mean, I had to, I had to see it. It was just one of those things. No matter like, no matter how bad I knew it was going to be going into it, I had to see it. Do you remember how you felt after you got out of the theater? I mean, honestly, I was laughing a lot just because of how. <laughs> it's you, not, know, you know, it has some very funny parts in it, strangely enough. Yeah, it's got funny parts, sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally. Um, but I always knew that, like, when I walked out, I was like, okay, well, this is it, right? Like, this is the end of like Jason for me. He's gone to space. There's really nowhere else he could go. And, you know, I didn't realize that this would be like the last time we'd see Kane Hodder, who, <laughs> yeah, who right. Who what an been... uh, inglorious way to, to say, to send that character off. Huh? Yeah. And then this is like the final Friday, the 13th movie. Like, you know, the reboot obviously doesn't count. And, you know, Freddy versus Jason, that don't count either. It's neither. <laughs> so, like, this is the last one. So the one where I thought they'd get to 13 and end it on the 13th one, which makes the most sense to me. No, they were like, fuck it, we're going to end it in space. And, uh, so I, it was just like one of those things. It's like, well, it's not being scary. And honestly, it's not being scary years prior to that. Honestly, it really was just like, what creative ways is Jason going to kill two thirds of the people in this movie? And to its credit, there are some pretty creative ways. And after a while, just he just feels like it's kind of lazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he just like, oh, I kind of feel like I've uh, used up all the props on this spaceship. Just back to old Jason stuff. You know, I'm just like breaking necks, taking cash and checks. But uh, that's how I felt. How about how about you? How did how, how did you first see this or end up, you know, watching it? I'm pretty sure I saw this just this one on TV, like on HBO. I watched it when it came on. I was like, "Oh, cool. Jason X. That's I think it goes to space neat." Cuz like I said, I had no real connection with the uh, Jason, but anything with a spaceship in it, you're I'm sold. I'm there. I'm 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 signed up. And I remember even at the time watching it and just be like, "Wow, this is really derivative." <laughs> This reminds me of a lot of other stuff I have seen, except not as good. Although it makes me weirdly want to watch the X Files for some reason. That's that's, that's the a lighting weird one. and sets are very. Ah. You know the the one episode where they went to the VR. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like this. Just made me want like should I just go watch Aliens uh, and get that out of my system. Uh, just because it's you know an amazing movie yeah nah let me linger with the burn of jason x for a little longer <laughs> i mean that being said there are parts that are very funny uh the costume design is 90s af oh, man. uh there there are so many different fun textiles like plush carpets that people are wearing that are just tied with like rubber bands it is like the some of the zaniest like future clothing I've seen. Uh, you know, 
never did I think that though anyone would po- uh, top Star Trek The Next Generation for just like the weirdest, most awful civilian future clothes, but they really, they really holy, did it with this one. Yeah, holy shit. That one guy who had like the sweater tank top. Yeah, yeah, right. The, the blue, like plush sweater tank top, the great Angora tank top. Everyone had these weird knits that you know if they were very consistent. You could you could definitely say that about it. Uh, but this this movie, aside from like the uh, the the awesome New Line logo, which I just love to see, mm-hmm. uh, I thought the intro was just <laughs> crazy. It was like this is maybe the best effects of the game. And it looks like they were probably done with, like, practically, with just some kind of, like, uh, either, like, oil and water or uh, oil and ink or something. And it was, like, it kind of looks like they're suggesting that the inside of Jason's body is hell. Yeah. Did you get that feeling? I mean, or yeah, or maybe there was supposed to be a little bit more like deeper meaning than it's like he boils like the inside of hell, ready to percolate and share his wrath with others. <laughs> yeah, because I, I could have sworn that at the start there's like fire, there's like gouts of flame, and yeah. then it zooms out and it's like in his brain, and then <laughs> it's like, oh, that's just the inside of Jason, and it's on fire. It's like a it's like a '90s or an early 2000s heartburn commercial. <laughs> yeah, or you know, like a Nickelback music video. <laughs> Damn it! My headphone or my headset just hit the uh, microphone again. That's how hard I was just laughing at your Nickelback reference. Never made it as a blind man, and then he's. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's a fun. I mean, it's a fun intro um it's a little confusing from the rip then you realize it's jason but like initially like what is this i didn't think they i think they would just put him in space already make him an astronaut or something it really doesn't foreshadow at all what the movie was about which is fine i guess but and then we get that title jason x and of course it is called jason x because it is produced by the aforementioned new line cinema and they could not get the legal rights to the name friday the 13th So that's why both this movie and the one you also mentioned, uh, Jason Goes to Hell, The The Final Final Friday. Friday. Bullshit. They lied. Yep. They lied. A total fallacy, but also it couldn't call it Friday the 13th. So they're like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. So, of course, this is called Jason X. None of the other movies were called Jason, but this (laughs) this one is like Jason 10. All right. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's Paramount just still had the IP rights to it, even though New Line got the uh, production rights. And it was just like, come on, man, let them do it. And Paramount's like, no, we don't want to. We didn't want to make any more of these movies. But uh, we don't want to, so you call it whatever you want. And so they're like, well, everyone knows it's Jason. These movies are about Jason, so, you know, and... I mean, let, let, let's just let's just let's just take the taglines from the previous movies and just put it on Front Street. Jason X. Jason Ugh. X. That's right. There's ten of them. Also, he's in a warehouse somewhere, and he's just like 
chained in the middle of the warehouse. Here's my question. The first thing I thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It opens on him. He's chained in the warehouse. Yeah. Uh, he's like hung up from the roof. Yep. And they have like the the shrimpiest like trooper there guarding him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if this is really as important as everyone is making it out to be, why is this guy guarding it? And why is there only one guy? And why is he behind like a concrete like a bunker? Jason doesn't explode unless you explode him. He's going to walk around that bunker, no problem, stab you in the face. <laughs> you, mean, you just at least have like a buddy. For no, goodness no, keep, gracious. Keep going. Why do you have him in a concrete bunker? Why do you have a real scrawny guy watching him behind a little desk with another little bunker? Why do you have it in a concrete bunker with a little dude behind a little thing? It almost blacked out. Like all sure, the yeah. lights are. It's already spooky. It's it's just waiting for something spooky to go uh, go down, and then he goes up to like. There's the thing: if Jason could get out this whole time, because he's easily able to get out after this little kid throws a, a blanket over him, and he's like, "Why don't you stare about this for a while?" Because <laughs> he's uncomfortable with, with the the supernatural psychotic killer that is just he's hired to look after. I mean, fair, uh, yeah. Fair enough, right? But Jason just, they don't even show. He just gets out. <laughs> what, was he just waiting for the, he's like, I have a sense of the dramatic. I like to make an entrance. Yes. Jason. Yes. Yes. Light up the lights a- and start the show. It's me, it's Jason, and I'm ready to go. That's it. He was waiting for two things. He was waiting for it to be Friday the 13th. Okay. <laughs> keeps, that's why he was staring. There was a there was a calendar on the guy's desk. Yep, and the minute he flipped that over to you, oh, it's Friday the 13th, Do he you, just... So he had been there for two full years. Do you think that he was just like, he just that was the one day he accidentally slept through his alarm, his internal alarm clock? Oh no, I missed the Friday the 13th. Okay, guess we gotta wait another year. Maybe he doesn't like uh, Friday the 13th on odd years. Okay. He's, he's, <laughs> an, he's an even year kind of guy. Or maybe he really has a sense for the dramatic and he's like, well, if they'll never expect it two years in. Yeah, they think, let's lull them into the falsest sense of security. Yeah, but, so like, here we're uh, introduced to Olivia Munn. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Lexi Doig? Yes, of Andromeda fame. Of Andromeda, right, that, right. <laughs> yes, that show. That's There's actually two people in this uh, movie that went on to be in Andromeda. Yep, and the role reversal. The right. robot in this one turned out to be a human in Andromeda, and in Andromeda, Lexi Doig was the ship. So the artificial intelligence for the ship that well, was then go. put in human form. So there you go. Well, there you go. But mm-hmm. in this movie, she's not playing a, a ship. She's playing Rowan, whose role is never really clear. <laughs> like, what it, who is Rowan? Should they Cry- be calling her Dr. Rowan? I mean, I don't know how you learn to cryogenically f- freeze things, but that's what she was doing there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and we're also introduced to David... Fucking Cronenberg. 
Now, this is something that I did not remember at all, but I did not remember the master of body horror himself, David Cronenberg, being in this movie. Yeah, he, um, I think the, I don't know if it was the director or one of the writers. It's the director um, who is his protege. Yeah, there you go. James Isaac. Isaac or Isaac? Nope, James Isaac. No, it's James Isaac. Okay, I was like, oh, geez, that's a fortuitous name. Oh, boy, well, you win some, you lose some, I guess. I mean, that was probably some of the better acting was from Cronenberg, who uh, yeah, yeah, showed up just to um, die, which is kind of cool. I think that's how I'd want to do it, too, if I was a horror director myself being asked to be in another person's movie. I'd be like, take me out as soon as possible. Yeah, Jason Isaac, uh, James Isaac, Jason Isaac, oh man, we, I wish, uh, James Isaac, uh, the director of this film was, uh, borrowing, I think he was, Cronenberg lent him his, like, uh, his production studio or, or his soundstage or something to shoot on. And so as payment, he's like, put me in your movie and allow me to be killed. And then that's what happened. He gets. He does a great. He does a great death scene. Also informs us that I guess Jason is Wolverine now. Was that ever the fiction before this movie? No, but Jason and J- so Jason in Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, uh, when Jason is brought back to life via lightning rod. Yeah, um, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Remember he fights those like survival lists who are out in Crystal Lake, and yeah. he takes all their gear. So he has like throwing knives. So Jason becomes really adept at throwing things. So that wasn't him being Wolverine so much as he threw, like, a piece of rebar or something. Like, I mean, the dude somehow Houdini'd himself from underneath the blanket and then hid in this room somewhere where no one knew he was there and then pops up behind one <laughs> of the guards. There is nowhere to hide, by, by the way, in this room. There's like a bunch of thin pillars that if he did try to find, hide behind that, it would look very funny. Yeah, you would <laughs> see pillar and two big-ass arms on either side. But I but, wasn't referring to his th- his harpoon-throwing skills, wherever he gets this weird harpoon from, that he, uh, that he runs David Cronenberg, a.k.a. Dr. Wimmer, through with. I was talking about the fact that the Dr. Wimmer names uh, uh, drops the fact that he has regenerative powers. Jason Voorhees is basically Wolverine because he's got a healing factor. What the hell? Well, yeah, I mean, think about it. He hasn't died. Sure. And he's been killed multiple ways. Fire, telekinesis, uh, hanging, drowning, um... I mean, and then in Jason goes, hell, he was blown apart, but it took the power, like I said, of someone eating his beef heart and then him <laughs> being able to turn into this weird worm-like creature to crawl into one of his yeah. descendants to then turn back into his zombie-like body. So, yeah. Yeah, right? yeah so regenerative power, sure. Okay, yeah, I guess it's not that far fetched, but it is funny how like that the what you just described was in the more of sort of a cult Jason, and now they're making a sci fi Jason, and so they have to like science fiction his, they have to explain away his his powers via science, and there it's like the U.S. government must uh must study his regenerative powers, 
And of course that doesn't work because he just kills everyone there. And then, uh, and then our, our hero, uh, uh, who's uh, Rowan, our hero Rowan, who actually traps him in the, uh, the cryostasis room. Now, Here's another funny kind of uh, detail that I saw. There's a lot of technology in this movie that they make a big deal of, like having to get the conditions just right for it to work. And Mm -hmm. then it just works even when it's fucked up. And this is like the case for this cryogenic freezing tube where it's like, it looks very, it's got a lot of high tech stuff. It's got a very specific chamber to freeze him in. But then he, he, Jason shoves his machete through this the, the what looks like maybe four inch stick thick steel door, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that there's a little leak means the whole room turns into a cryogenic freezing chamber. Yeah, that tracks. I mean, <laughs> he stabbed a machete through something because we all know machetes are meant for stabbing. Right, uh, yep, yeah. and they go through metal like no problem. Just need no. to have a a cane hotter arm to shove it through. That's it. Someone who's really pissed. And, um, you know, that's the thing. Like, Rowan, they all know about Jason. And I would not stand in front of this guy, even if I close. After she Sarah Connored him into the thing. Right, like she shotgunned him into the thing, closed the thing, and it's like all super cool. And then gets stabbed for it anyway. And then the room, yeah, just fills with the liquid, uh, with the just freezing. The, gas, the cryo the gas. gas. And then I guess the government must have covered it up. Um, <laughs> just left it alone. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, too many people. I don't know. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's how that stuff works, I think. They it's- forgot for 400 years. <laughs> Like, they were so, they're like, oh, yeah, no, this guy has always escapes. He always kills people. No problem. We have to study his regenerative capabilities to give our troops, our boys, a leg up in the war. And then they, and then they're like, oh, we never heard from that general. Meh. <laughs> Let's just leave it. Yeah. Just I, I... cement over the opening. <laughs> Yeah, I had a feeling someone went there, just opened the, um, you know, opened the building, saw kind of everything that happened on the floor, and was like, uh, let's just uh, just put up a for sale sign and uh, act like nothing happened. <laughs> and left it alone think? from there. Yeah, or it's something. Yeah. It's terrible. I mean, geez, it's terrible. They'd be there for 4,000 years, perfectly preserved. 400. 400. 400. 400, years. 400 years. Let's not go crazy. Yeah, well, I was hoping for 4,000. That would have been too. But 400 years. More than 400 years. Yeah, so four centuries pass. And then then a group of what I guess, they never really established what's going on, but a group of like a teacher and their student come through the roof. And I guess they're... I don't know. I, it's a fool's errand to try to explain away the plot of this movie, but they somehow find their way down into the super secret military installation that even the people who built it forgot about. <laughs> well, remember, at this point, Earth is a wasteland. Earth 2 exists. Right, um, yeah. Earth 2 is uh, uh, on the horizon because, of course, even this movie has accepted that we will eventually destroy this planet. 
because we can't help ourselves. And, uh, and, and, and there will have to be an Earth 2. Yep. So Is then it like, based on the show, you think? Oh, my God. That'd be the crossover no one asked for. <laughs> yep. I kind of thought about that. Because they reference so many other sci-fi movies in this movie. And I was like, are they just like, did you want to put an Earth 2 reference in there? Yeah, call the planet Earth 2. <laughs> yeah, why not? They don't got that trademarked, right? Nah. I mean, just call it Earth. In a couple generations, no one's going to remember there was an original one. <laughs> or, 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 you know, yeah, I mean, I guess call it New Earth. You know, yeah. go that whole new Coke route. And you? And you, Earth? New Earth. No, I mean, I always... My headcanon for this, just to rationalize it, was he's kind of like a, a teacher. He's bringing these students along. But he's hard up for money, so he's doing, like, these digs trying to find. I mean, that's not your headcanon. They confirmed that in the later Yeah, scene. but so that's what I feel like that's just what they're there for, and they just happen across this building. But there and are students of what? The cryogenic defreezing. And are they just searching on the Earth for cryogenically frozen people? Well, in this instance, that's what they found, but I'm sure maybe they found, like, you know, some, like, freeze-dried food, they take that, too, or... Yeah, you know, I mean, what this is missing is it's missing a scene at a 7-Eleven, like, a, a post-apocalyptic 7-Eleven, where they're just, like, hunting for Twinkies, and a guy opens up a hatch, and there's a military <laughs> installation down there. I mean, to be fair, they call it Crystal Lake Research Facility... So maybe it wasn't as hidden as everyone thought it would be. Obviously, they just have they could... a, a really good basement. Yeah, yeah. Where did that five-star general go? He went on a trip to the Crystal Lake Research Facility, and he never came back. Okay, well, better forget about that. <laughs> well, I mean, you know who was there? Jason. Well, then we're not opening that place. Leave it Jason, alone. you say? Crystal Lake, you say? Nuke it from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. I mean, again, I don't know why they didn't launch him into orbit. That would have made right? more sense to get him in space because I just would have launched him into orbit and then have him, like, detach from the rocket, then go over to, like, the International Space Station, and then that would have been my movie. Ooh, that, now that sounds great. I would have watched the crap out of that movie, but that, no, this is not the case uh, because this group of students and their teacher, they they find... Uh, Jason, of course, uh, frozen in the tube. And then, of course, uh, Rowan, who is also frozen, just a-okay. Both perfectly frozen. Low cell crystallization so they can be rejuvenated and brought back to life. And by this point, they're the oldest people who have ever been uh, unfrozen. So, of course, as you mentioned before, as you're foreshadowing, the teacher's got dollar signs in his eyes. He was down here looking for... Just scrap, it seems like. But instead, he found a gold mine. That's it. Even though he didn't really, outside of the age, he didn't really realize who he had until he called that dude who was just, like, lying down in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what that guy's, what was that guy's, uh, in that guy's contract? Because he was just like, I'll only do this if I get to lay down the whole time. Yeah, I'm, I'm never getting up. For a second. Yeah, because I'm tired. And this is how I'm going to do things. Exactly. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, do you really think 400 years from now people would know who Jason is? Right? Yeah, everyone's like, Crystal Lake? <laughs> it's like, uh, really? 400 years? Also, that planet is gone? I think yeah. you probably have other things you're thinking about. You yeah, mean like, Jason yeah. on Alpha Centauri? You know, the guy who rode an asteroid in the, the, the space derby? No. No. Earth Jason. Huh? Earth Ooh. 2 Jason? You know, the old uh, microfish films that someone took. They took, like, some things about Earth, and then one of them just happened to be about this unkill unkillable monster that only really stayed in the Midwest to Eastern <laughs> Seaboard. Yeah, he was only really mad at people around Crystal Lake, uh, but he's uh, now he's expanding his horizons significantly because he does he gets his first kill before he even gains uh, not first kill but his first dismemberment before even gaining consciousness by chopping a, a the obvious stoner's arm off. They have the obvious stoner character. He gets a cup uh, kind of glued to his hand because guess what? It's frozen. And he got his, his his hand on it, and then try he tries to to wipe it off on Jason, causing his machete to come down and chop his arm off. But then we're getting we're given a ton. I mean, this needs to happen because we need to have this bit of world building. We need to see how the nanobots work for the for the scene to come later. Yeah, I mean they they could have just done it with Rowan's character sure yep they did have that <laughs> they did yeah, have that cause, opportunity because you know she was stabbed and all that and even though the the wound would probably heal over but maybe they'd be like oh she has internal damage don't worry the the nanobots will fix her up yeah versus, that could have worked you know versus just showing showing that jason's really good at what he does even when frozen in place he'll still he'll still at least dismember someone <laughs> he sure did. I, I I get the feeling they only did that scene because they had that little vacuum like seal effect that they really wanted to do. They're like, oh man, this is yeah, cool. this will make cool. it seem like the future. Yeah, it is one of those things where just like, yeah, it's like you see that in every sci-fi movie. We got to show that like the old rules are out. Like where this would be permanent. This this is nothing now. This type of stuff happens in the future and it can be fixed. Yeah, I mean. Whatevs, I would look at the guy and be like, uh, I'm not bringing that thing on board. Yeah, why would anyone want this? Do you see the value? Because, like, one of them, if I took a look at Jason, I would be like, oh, my God, this guy is, like, there's no way this body, once thought out, is nothing but stinky. It's like, a st this is a stinky corpse. This is no way it's a living thing. We'll just leave the gross guy in the the face protector. It is a hockey mask. <laughs> they don't know what a hockey mask is, but they know what Jason Voorhees is. Well, it was crazy that hockey was outlawed like 14 late, 14 years later after the whole incident down in Crystal Lake happened in the first place. It was like it was 2010. It was like 2024. Hockey was outlawed. I was like, what happens in hockey? Right. Also, <laughs> like the masks don't even look like that anymore, y'all. No, I mean, I, I you know. As you don't much think as it was Jason related? It had to be Jason related. Oh, maybe that was it. They're like, oh, we got to forget about this Jason. No more hockey. No more hockey. Forget it. Well, we could just change the way the thing looks. Nope. nope. No more they, hockey. They're already cages. Nah, nope. Not listening. <laughs> no. 
I, I don't hear you. I don't. I'm hear the you. king of hockey. Cancel it. I don't want a kingdom anymore. Um, but uh, no, we're uh, we're off to space. Uh, all the way up there, and we're in a transport vessel that is that is ferrying students along with a full platoon of marines for some reason. <laughs> this configuration is so. Uh, confusing because they got all the classics. They got the hardened marines with the no nonsense uh, commanding officer. They got the pilot with the cowboy hat who doesn't give a fuck. They've got and then they've got a bunch of students, and that's where you're like, huh? What? This is new, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it kind of makes sense. Maybe, I mean, for a, you, a Friday the Thirteenth movie, it makes sense. You got to have teens in there somewhere. Or well, the teens, in this yeah. Case, college, but this is a people. this is a lot of people, and also this is kind of like the divergence from just like horror movie to more like action sci fi movie with a horror like bent. What mm-hmm. I mean by that is just like even the way that like uh, surprise. Uh, we didn't even evoke the spoiler, which um, that's how much we care about this one. Um, <laughs> Come on, <laughs> she's like, I, she like, I heard her. She kind of showed up like halfway, and then I heard her. She saw the title of this uh, recording. She's like, wow, no, 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 you're mm. good, you're good, yeah, <laughs> sleep well. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. How, how, what, how much did maybe? you say about the Black Panther trailer in the opening? Okay, well, all right, all right, all right, all right, we're good. Hate her, but. Like, spoiler, he comes back, and everyone is not really afraid of him in a sense of, like, you know, they're just, some are hiding from him, but, like, you have all these soldiers who are like, we're going to go, we're going to go bag us a Jason. Hoo-ah! You know, like, and they're all, like, supposed to be these badasses. It's kind of like a different take on traditionally once Jason is known to be out and about, everyone's like, what the fuck, we got to, you know, hide or... You know, put the carburetor back in the car to get, you know, get out of town type of reaction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, good point. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, they, and of course they go through the, uh, they're, the first order of business is they got to, one, they're going to keep on ice. No problem. They're not going to put them in any refrigeration. Just going to put them out on a table, see what happens. And the other one, they're going to go through this very elaborate uh, healing process to get her back on her feet. But of course, as you might imagine, Jason cannot be, you know, he's got that healing factor and he cannot be held down. So once he thaws out, it's killing time, baby. And uh, we get like the, I think the first kill is, uh, I don't want to spoil the favorite kills, but mm, pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It is, it is one that is talked about in the, uh, uh, Friday the 13th community as a pretty good one for sure I felt bad because I'd actually like to see more of this character than some of the other ones yeah she uh, seemed to be taking her job seriously everyone else was like they were sneaking off to to have a little adult fun and of course that's kind of hilariously what wakes Jason up what gives him the final jolt is he can sense somewhere somebody is getting lucky that's it. That that kind of confirms everything else that we've we've always talked about, but never was called out. Just like, man, 
don't be boning near Jason or he's coming after you. Just, just, just leave it alone. But in this instance, that's, you know, 400 years later, that don't matter. He's <laughs> up and ready to kill. Yeah. And of course, you know, uh, the minute that Rowan wakes up, she's like, oh, he's here. Oh, you're all dead. And she is a very right. And of course they, they have the complete unearned confidence of people who don't know or have never seen or been exposed to a, a Jason Voorhees. And he makes real short work of pretty much everybody. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of soldiers out here. They are not able to put up much of a fight. Yeah, not against this one. Like this is this is Jason almost in his final form. Like somehow his hockey mask is just turned into this weird Actually, I don't really like the way the hockey mask looks in this one. It's got like that weird flat pig nose thing that I just don't like at all. But yeah. Yeah, and you know, the way they have his skin sort of growing around it these days, bleh. yeah. I mean that's kind of gross, but I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I just don't really like. I mean, he's big. He's got hair. Uh, for some reason, he's got like a lot. You know, almost made me think like Kane Hodder was just like, "Now nah, I'm not cutting my hair. You're, you're gonna you're gonna put it through the uh, the latex." Yep. You hear me? I you're, think Jason should have hair in this one. I believe Jason should have a perm, and uh, I'm going to go with it. So I'm going to perm my hair, and you're just going to put it around. It's been 400 years. Jason's got something going on up there. Come on, guy. Uh, you know, that's uh, the, the nanites. Uh, nanobots uh, yeah. <laughs> re- rejuvenated his uh, hair follicles. Yeah, that's it. Um, But, yeah, this Jason is doesn't matter. Space, New York... Crystal Lake, he knows how to kill people, and he's breaking necks, breaking backs, like throwing his. a guy off of a catwalk onto a giant drill. Yep, and and his his compatriots find him, and the way they memorialize their fallen brethren is to say, "He's screwed. <laughs> he got screwed. He got screwed. Yeah. It's a drill." It's a drill. It's not a screw. What is is your thing? Although, I have to say, that kill is great. I like it a lot. And the fact that that Jason looks down at the guy while he's spinning Mm -hmm. (laughs) and going down the the drill bit is, uh, is, is, uh, it's it's my kind of Friday the 13th. Well, there's that one where he just kind of like, hops behind the dude grabs him and just breaks his neck which is the most gentlest of the kills but also yeah, the most goes into real solid snake yeah. when, uh, mode when he's being ch- even though it's clear he's been shot so many times and he's just like oh whatever like he goes into <laughs> solid snake in this scene just like sneaking up behind people and being like <laughs> just the quietest you're right it's so stealthy it, I mean, and he cranks on that neck. Oh, he cranks on it. But that's it. Yeah, he's sneaking around. There's a bunch of, like, off-screen kills where he just cuts a dude in half. Yeah. A lot of, there's actually a lot of off-screen gore in this one. I was surprised. I'm so, I was surprised it wasn't gory-er. There are a, pretty, a couple pretty gnarly ones. Like, after uh, that, that scientist... Uh, what is her name? Adrienne, I think. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, played by uh, Christy Angus. Mm-hmm. She 
when she gets her face frozen and then smashed in, he pulls her head back, and you can see like a full cross section of of gross skull. That is pretty gnarly. Uh, I mean, gnarly enough where like MythBusters tried to do it to prove if it would work the way it worked in the movie. So like, yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, they worked on that shot. They had multiple cameras shooting it. Like that was their that was their like. This is it. This is the one people are going to talk about. And uh, rightfully so. Yeah, that was pretty gross. So I think a lot of it was just like, uh, just throw some blood over here. We'll just have the guy kind of drag himself into into yeah. camera with like no lower half or or like yeah. the one that gets her throat slit and just kind of walks in later and just all. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple of ones that are fairly uninspired in this one, in this movie, I think. Uh but uh, there are some, I think that there are some genuinely funny lines in this. And I think the the, fir- the time that you see the commander, Brodsky, when he dies the first time or you think he dies, it, that's oh, yeah, like a it's... legitimately funny scene. It's yeah. like he gets stabbed. He's stalking Jason. They think they've got him. They put him on an anchor or something and hoisted him up and shot him a bunch and then, like, he he escapes and, and just continues his rampage. And so, Brodsky's trying to find him. He gets stabbed through the back. And he's like, it'll take more than one poke in the ribs to take down this old dog. And then, so, Jason stabs him again <laughs> through the gut. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, that should do it. And that's, that's a good, that's a damn good line, I have to say. Oh, I think so. And that's why you know uh, Doom took itself too seriously. Yeah, it you needs know, more of that. needs more of that. You just just uh, bank in that camp, uh, you know. And uh, Brodsky was, like, one of the few, like, highlights for me character-wise. It's just like, yeah. oh, I like this guy. And, you know, he definitely had the stature to fight Jason, too. And, yeah, see him get stabbed through the ribs twice. Comically, I I had enjoyed it. I don't know what Jason stabbed him with. Um, the second time <laughs> around, but. yeah, one of them looks like uh, like maybe the head of a pickaxe, and the other one is obviously his new machete because, of course, he takes like a bone saw and uses that as a machete for for a little while. Yeah, yeah, just for a little while. And well, I mean, even that's when he gets his machete back. That is that is the line that they used even in the trailer. <laughs> hey, it's okay, guys. He just wants his machete back. <laughs> Woo! That guy's a real piece of garbage, though. They show him. Uh, they show him having an affair with one of his students, which already kind of uh, establishes him as a piece of shit. If you didn't already kind of feel that way after he was like, "How much is this Jason worth? This Jason popsicle I have." Uh, so him getting his comeuppance was uh, was uh, was real great. Uh, that scene's fantastic. Oh, I loved it. But then again, it was also like another, like, I think, I guess the line is worth it, but it was a kill off screen. We see the after effects, but right. it I is a kill off I was looking forward to the actual kill. Yeah. You know Just, what the craziest kill off screen is? Uh, When the pilot oh, is Oh, Jesus. Killed. Yeah, he is gibbed. What happened to him? I don't know. I don't know, cause that now that is like Cronenberg body or this he is killed. in giblets and pieces all yeah. over. 
Yeah, he is great. What in happened that to console. Fat Lou? Where's uh, my Where's my director's cut where I can see what happens to Fat Lou? Uh, I don't. I mean, he is graded. That was nasty. I had to be like, uh, "There's nothing we can do. We're stuck on this. We're stuck on this ship forever." I'm not touching oh. this. I'm not touching this panel at all. Yeah, it was nasty, nasty with a capital N for yeah. sure. Yeah. They mm. all, they also like so much stuff happens in this movie. Like not only like does Jason get free right away and just starts his murderous rampage. They go through the entire basically aliens movie in in like in compressed form when the. Mm. Uh, the Marines go after him, and they all get killed one by one, as you'd think they might. And then they crash the damn spaceship into a sp- the space station they were trying to visit, because, of, of course, much like aliens and them losing their ride, uh, as the pilot is trying to land, Jason comes up from behind him and just completely dismembers him. But it's like... And then they destroy an entire <laughs> space station, and the movie still has thirty minutes left in it. Yeah, it, yeah I guess that was a interesting way for them to build tension. <laughs> Just keep having set piece after set piece after set piece, because they yeah. keep having to figure out. Okay, now what do we do? <laughs> yeah, we 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 are gonna go there. There are gonna be guards that were gonna subdue them. Well, we kill. Well, we ran into that place and blew it up. Even that dude's like response to watching it blow up, just kind of like, oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> no, you know. And it's like, well, we can get in the, we can get in the shuttle and get out of the shuttle. Nope. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> the one of the the students has a panic attack, or something, shuts off the doors and like tries to launch the shuttle with the fuel line still attached, crashing it into the side. Yep, so then they were stuck on that, and then they got rescue help to come pick them up, but they were just like, we, they wouldn't have enough air or something at certain Yeah, the point. hull is going to implode. Jason is still a threat. What are they going to do? And what do you do? Well, the, the nerdy guy? Have we mentioned that there's an android? I don't think we have, but KM-14... Which is an android with sporting the kind of future haircut that makes me very sad if the future turns out this way. It's Bullcut 2.0. Just the craziest Mary Lou Henner haircut you've ever seen in your entire life. Yeah, it's a not gymnast that from the 70s. A crazy, crazy choice by whoever designed this costume. But there is a full lifelike android much like an aliens named km 14 and so you are okay you've it's basically Chekhov's android at this point you know what i mean We're, we've they've shown the android you know what she's gonna come into to play later as a total badass totally yeah but does she need something to unlock that badassness. Yeah, what could that be? Do you think, John? Uh, sweet Jeebus. Um, Well, I think it's the power of the fact that the dude who created her had a weapons-grade package uh, software update uh, that he was going to have to apply, and um, I think that's what they were going to do. And then instead, it was just uh, getting dirty. Yeah. 
Yeah, he he as he as he says when he introduces this matrixed out sort of uh KM he gave her uh he had to give her an upload. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and he yeah. phrases it in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable. Uh and uh that's a pretty good fight though. She just basically destroys Jason utterly. <laughs> he like he throws his he throws his machete, uh, kind of impales her through the the sternum, but uh, she's fine. It was all she plays kind of possum, and he walks over there, and she really gets him, and she really takes him out. And of course, they leave him his his corpse where his head is just smithereens. Yeah, He's got just... a big hole in his side. She blew off like his arm and his leg, and I'm I'm thinking, why didn't anybody else try to dismember Jason? <laughs> I'm telling Jason you, they can't crawl that fast. They've done it. Then he somewhat ate his heart. I'm telling you, you just can't dismember him. Right. He'll always get it back. And of course he does here too, because they leave him on the nano, uh, the nanobot table. Again, mm-hmm. another piece of technology they made a big deal about explaining to us that the, the it was <laughs> that it was like, had you had to be just so, or else your elbow would, would pop out of your forehead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you, mm-hmm. And yet he's in a destroyed, he's halfway on a destroyed bio bed. And here come the, the, here come these dutiful little nanobots. They're going to just rebuild his body better than before. They million dollar man. Him. Yeah. I mean, if he, he was looking for a, a upgrade, he got it. I'm just going to tell you right now. I just want you to fill at ease for us. If we ever run into a situation where we have to fight Jason, sure, and like he's just his his head is now like a fruit bowl, and he's got no legs and he's just torn and he smashes into some sort of regenerative table, mm-hmm. I will drag that body and throw him out an airlock. <laughs> Thank you. Thank God somebody want, has their head on straight. I just want you to know that I will do that if that is the case. I I I. I'm like, come on, come on. Like, I get it. You know, there's the thing is they have a lot to worry about. They have to do this thing where they blow off half the ship. So then the little shuttle craft can come rescue them. So there's other things for them to worry about, but I've seen this dude get like machine gunned and stabbed through this whole thing. I'm not taking that chance. I'm not taking that chance. No. And nor should you. You should really not take that chance. And yet they do. They hella do. And it's just so, like, it's so disappointing but funny. Because the upgrade, those nanobots have a, they have a style, a style choice. (laughs) Yeah, they have a, um, they have an opinion and a stylistic direction that is... Um, it's a choice. Yeah. It is the most, like, we're just getting out of the 90s thing I've ever seen. It looks like somebody, it looks like the Spirit Halloween Store version of Super Shredder from <laughs> Secret of the Use. Yeah, he definitely fell out of an image comic book. <laughs> you know, it's like, he yes. definitely has that kind of, like, uh, muscles that you don't really have muscles. Like, I mean, his cybernetic super arm... 
like the, the, the I always remember it was like the tricep or where the tricep would, would be. I was just like, what's going on? Why is this rebuilt this way? No human. But then I go, oh, well, Jason's not human. So who gives a shit? And yeah. then, you know, at this point, like, yeah, let's give him a cool, like, update to his uh, hockey mask and all this stuff. Yeah, it is a it is an interesting biomechanical <laughs> look for Jason. What what is the what is the deal, nanobots? Why do you believe that his face? How can you not dis, to discern the difference between his face and the mask? You're like, oh, he must always have this. Let's make him a cool new one. Not just like he just he just should have come out there looking like a weird like orc from uh, Lord of the Rings. I think. They I, should, mean, I mean, dude. why would they? Why would they give him new, different clothes and only half of them? Oh well, they upgraded his machete too. That's so from like the old bargain basement thing to something that looks like like a high tech helicopter blade. What I, are these nanobots? What's their angle? I, I I don't know. I felt like they were inspired after uh, a nightmare in Elm Street, a new nightmare when he when um, Freddy had the biomechanical glove. Okay. Like they, and I felt <laughs> like they were like, well, they did that to Freddy. We could do like we could do a lot more with Jason. So let's just do that. Let's. It basically turns him into the Terminator. No guns can penetrate his his new metal armor, and he just walks through doors. He spends about a good feels what feels like ten minutes of the movie just pushing doors down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if you got it, you do it and you use it, and that's what that's what uh, Uber Jason, which he's known as in the credits, mm-hmm. does. He's just like, "Fuck your doors." Yeah, uh, there's there's no doors that can hold uh, Jason X back or or Uber Jason, as you uh, as you so rightly pointed out. Uh, he, t- he makes uh, quick work of, uh, KM, uh, and, uh, just pops her head right off. So she gets to be a prop for a bunch of the rest of the movie that looks really bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, especially those parts where they have to keep her like below the camera when <laughs> she's in it. So he's just got his hand around it and he's really awkward angles the whole time. Hold <laughs> it. I was like. That could not have been comfortable for the actress the whole time. Yeah. Um, and then it just really is, how many bulkheads can you shut until we could get in the, uh, the escape pod? Or the well, little they eventually, shuttle? I don't remember if they actually so get to that shuttle. So much happens. No, the shuttle blows up. They decide, oh, okay, the you know the main reactor drive is is going is going critical. It's gonna blow up, but we can go in this little pontoon because it's a trimaran type craft. They mentioned at one point, or a catamaran type craft, perhaps, which is uh, uh, which doesn't make much sense based on how it's shaped. But whatever, we'll, we'll let that lie. Uh, but uh, they are able to get into one of the pontoons. And they're safe in there, and that's how they're able to wait for this uh, rescue ship to show up. But of course, Jason comes back, and uh, we get one of the we get a real, uh, a real one of the real gross kills that again the camera cuts away for. Uh, but uh, a great final line by one of uh, a character who's just been a delightful uh, 
quipster this whole time. But unfortunately, we have to say goodbye to her. I believe her character's name is Janessa, and she gets sucked through a grate that is over a hole into deep space as Jason is trying to punch his way back into the ship. Oh, yeah. She gets she gets uh, strained. Yep. And yeah. they just they cut away, and then they just see, you see the little leftovers. And before she yeah. dies, she says, this sucks on so many levels. Yeah. Yeah, that was another would. pretty funny line. I guess that's where I that's where my head would go. Yeah, a good if, last words as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, if I had to think of something to say, that would have been it. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Um, it worked. It tracks. It tracks. Yeah, I'll stick with it. Yeah. I'll let it happen. <laughs> uh, but he's back and he's got a, he's got a couple more bulkheads to tear through. And uh meanwhile, Sergeant Brodsky has to go uh, on an EV walk, he has to get out on the outside of the ship uh, to rewire the door and open it up from the outside because everyone has to do an EV walk, and they probably made the spacesuit and they're like, "We gotta use it somewhere." I mean, it's uh, a pretty cool looking prop. It's got kind of like uh, 2001 vibes to it a little bit from the helmet angles and stuff. Kind of looks like yeah, they just kind of it was just in the prop master's warehouse. They just use whatever. <laughs> Yeah, a little, little, little red carbon fiber look, but yeah, yeah. You look if you're doing a space movie, someone's walking in space at some point. It's you got just it. gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. And they have to get outside there, and of course they do, and uh, they gotta buy themselves a little time. So what do they decide? Well, guess what? They foreshadowed it. They have like a hollow deck technology that a couple of the Marines were playing some weird sepia-toned Doom-type game <laughs> that looked real bad uh, for the future. But of course, I guess you could do fully realistic environments, too. And yeah, uh, it's a total plus. And they really confused uh, Uber Jason by doing a picture-perfect, doesn't look like a set at all, recreation of uh, Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah, they pulled that from somewhere. Yep, it's from somewhere. It contains a cabin and part of a lake. And, of course, two young co-eds who have some pretty hilarious lines. I, I understand that the producer was very adamant against the scene, but he insisted if they did keep it in, it had to make fun of the, itself in order for it to be okay because he didn't like the excessive nudity. But it's a pretty funny scene. Yeah, I thought, though, well, I mean... It, it it does it is very self-referential and the end result is hilarious because it's it reminds me of like probably one of my favorite jason kills of all time with the sleeping bag yeah uh, and just see him like they're like hey we want to engage in premarital sex yeah. <laughs> and he's just yeah, she down. says or we can have premarital sex we love premarital sex <laughs> And of course, that sets him off because nothing, uh, nothing uh, sets Jason off more than other people enjoying themselves. <laughs> so, yeah. And then he does the whole sleeping bag thing, and it could have been really disgusting and horrible, but it is actually played for laughs. You could hear the the people inside just be like, "Ow, hey!" <laughs> yeah, as he's using one sleeping bag to beat the other person in the other sleeping bag. Yeah, uh, I'll uh. Friday the 13th, part seven, um, where he wraps a person in a sleeping bag around a tree 
And uh, that's always been a funny story because Kane Hodder was really frustrated at the sleeping bag for some reason. So he improvised that and they just kept it in. <laughs> like well, the, fair the enough. It, it, it's, it's, it's probably, it's like probably one of fair the enough, Kane Hodder. key, uh, key scenes from this movie that people call out. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Like, again, if you were the, just need to buy more time, just uh, spawn a couple more campers. Seems like you could have uh, kept him busy for a little while longer. I mean, uh, also, at least you don't have to worry about him having some sort of upgraded Jason vision. Yeah, he doesn't. Though you think he might. That would have been pretty cool. Like, yeah, just, that would have been pretty cool. Just see some rage vision or something. <laughs> Fake co-eds. Um, Infidelity. But... <laughs> uh but yeah, that's uh, that gives us enough tension where the uh, the heroes uh, make their way through the docking uh, port. They're able to open the door finally, and Jason shows up and he's about to charge them. But nope, there here he is, Sergeant Blonsky is back. Beep 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 Brodsky, did I say Blonsky? Whatever, Brodsky. Brodsky. Uh, Sarge- Sergeant Brodsky is back. And he is going to have the final showdown with uh, Jason several times. <laughs> well, the, the second time's pretty fucking funny. Like, that's, yeah. a, that's an unintentional laugh, but it yeah, is pretty Yeah, definitely funny. unintentional. But yeah. He, yeah, first he's just like, they run at each other, that classic, we're going to fight. But then the, the ship blows up as our heroes are escaping. And then as the explosion's happening, one of the characters just says, He's headed right this way. He's coming this way. Just, and we see the most hilarious Jason flying through the sky towards him. How did he angle himself like this? It makes absolutely no sense. But worry not, John, because here comes Sergeant Brodsky one last time to fucking poochie him off the side of the screen. Yoink. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. Grab him off to the side reorient himself and then go into the atmosphere <laughs> and they titanic they jack and rose titanic into the atmosphere uh <laughs> this is hilarious and then of course this is earth too granted so they land in some uh, camp crystal lake too let's just say <laughs> yeah crystal lake uh, again yeah crystal lake the sequel uh and uh they're like the two young you know two young lovers are watching the sky and they say oh a shooting star and uh, they're like it landed in the lake let's go check it out and of course we cut to the bottom of the lake clear as day as uh, lakes often are at nighttime of course of course and there's jason's dumb new mask <laughs> floating down to the to the uh the depths I don't know what that's supposed to be foreshadowing because I don't think he can grow back from just the mask, but whatever. I mean, maybe someone finds the mask and wears it, then turns into him. And yep, then, that then does, this, and it's this, way too big for him. Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe the nanites are like stuck on the inside of the mask. Oh, and, shit. And then like and rewrite the person's DNA to be Jason. Are you saying that the movie The Mask starring Jim Carrey is like a, a stealth follow-up somehow, even though it was made before this movie? It's, yes. Is this in the Maskiverse? 
Yes. Fucking Cuban Pete himself comes along and gets the mask. Yes, that's exactly Stanley what I'm saying. Hundred percent. Finds that. the Jason mask. Wow. Yep, that's what I'm well, saying. I mean, you come to to, to Pop Saga for this kind of hard hitting, you know, uh, uh, trivia and facts. But uh, John, do you have a favorite kill in this 2001's Jason X? I mean, I hate to be cliche, but it it has to be the uh, like frozen face smash into the counter. Like yeah. Cry, it's just it it it's wicked. It's shot multiple ways. It's brutal, and you know it's just like Jason after four hundred years being frozen didn't miss a step. You know, True. like he yeah. may, maybe maybe just thought, first kill. Yeah, maybe he just thought it was water or something. I don't know, but he knew enough to go. Oh, this is cold. Or maybe he learned while he was in cryogenic land. Uh, oh, this stuff freezes. This sucks. If I ever get a hold of it, I'm one. I know what I'm going to do the next time I get a hold of this. Maybe he had an eye open when when she was pulling his other gross eye out, and then saw it him di- her dip it in the in the cryo. Oh, that's a good point. That makes more sense than mine. Uh, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed that. I don't count the Brodsky one because he didn't die from that, but it was certainly humorous. But, yeah, I'm going the, the cryogenic head smash into the counter. How about you? Yeah, I hate to not – I mean, I'd love to add some more variety to this uh, to this whole thing, but I can't help but agree. Of course, I said earlier, was it the first kill? It's not the first kill in the movie, but it's the first kill in the future. Uh, and it's the best. It's just, they spent so much money on it, you can tell. And it looks good. And it's gross. It's all the stuff that you want from uh, from a Jason kill. I think my honorable mention goes to the uh, a tie between this sucks on so many levels and he got screwed. <laughs> I think those two uh, are great. And the way that they have them spinning around on the on the drill bit is uh, is a fun effect. If if but. I picked an honorable mention, it would be Jason's death before he gets turned into Uber Jason, just because <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rocked. Because it is just so Looney Tunes batshit crazy. You know, it's just like why didn't people try? To your kind of point, why didn't people just try? Blowing off enough of his limbs, not blowing them yep. up where his heart tempts you with that beef hearty. don't look at the beef hearts yeah don't look for the hypnotic rhythm but you know just like pepper off both legs both arms you know kind of just make him a little mealworm instead but that and when his head just gets blown up it just is just this perfect carved out part of his neck that's that's my honorable mention i think that's a good that is a damn good choice uh well i think that's gonna do it for us this week uh, would you believe me if i told you that this movie jason x from 2001 its script was the result of a contest where people wrote in ideas for a script uh, uh, as many times as i've seen it yes yes i would believe yeah. you yeah yeah, it, it, once you know that fact, watching it makes perfect sense. Uh, but that's going to do it for us this week. And I really hope that you enjoyed the episode. Uh, we certainly did. And without further ado, uh, take it away, Jason Foresties.
A big thank you to Burton M6 for all the incredible music on our show. You can find a link to his Fiverr page in our show notes. You can also find links to our social media, Discord, and merch store in our show notes as well. Just click that Pico link. From us here at Pop Saga to all of you out there, we want to say thank you for joining us. Your support means the world. We hope that you're feeling happy and healthy, and we'll be back next Thursday with a brand new episode. Now here's John with one last bit of sage advice before we say goodbye. Thanks, Jason Forrest Tees. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, it, was, it took me a minute. Remember, folks, don't forget the ch-ch-ch without a lot of ah, ah, ah. I don't know what that means, but I'm hoping one of you does. <laughs> hey, pop scares ya. Pop, 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 pop scares ya. You just never know what you might see right here. Every single day is Halloween. Freddy or Jason might pop out. Hit you with the ch-ch-ch. And if you fall asleep, then he got ya. The madness. Welcome to Pop Saga. This is uh, Pop Scares ya. Pop, 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 pop scares ya. The horror and the terror. Beware, I'm trying to tell ya. This is.